Welcome to episode 10 of Do This, Feel Better. Do this, feel better. Do this, feel better. Do this, feel better. The podcast that shares tips of things you can do to feel better during these crazy times. I'm your host, Jay Nackless. In 1985, Marty McFly traveled back in time 30 years to meet his parents. And I remember watching what would become my favorite film of all time, Back to the Future, and thinking, gosh, 1955 seems so long ago. Well, here we are 35 years after the release of Back to the Future, five years longer forward than Marty traveled back. And now, 1985 seems like, and was, a very long time ago. 1985 was the year that I was matched with my big brother in the Big Brothers Big Sisters program. 2020 may not be remembered for a lot of happy things, but it marks 35 years of friendship with my big brother, Chris Nairgaard. In this episode, Chris and I will take a stroll down memory lane. You'll hear about the matching process when we first met, how my best friend got added as a second little brother, just how influential he was at a time when I really needed it, and how he's remained a constant in my life for over three decades. Our story will be featured as part of the Big Brothers Big Sisters New Dreaming Big program sponsored by Arby's Foundation at bbbs.org dreaming big. And now, from the San Francisco Bay Area, here is my big brother, Chris Nairgaard. I, I need you to tell me, first of all, how it is that we've known each other for 35 years, Chris. I'm not that old, man. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, you were a shy little boy at 13. When we first met, uh, we went for a walk behind Safeway up there at that Christopher, whatever is the park up there at Diamond Heights. Yeah. And we walked and walked, and I couldn't get you to say a thing. <laughs> <laughs> was that was that the first time we had met? Uh, that was the first time we met. You know, I think most most people have heard of Big Brothers Big Sisters, right? But Probably most people don't know anyone that's actually been in the program. 1985, um, you were how old at the time? I, you said I was 13. I was like 12, right? 12, 13. You were 13. I was 35. And when did you, so you're from Norway, from Oslo. When yeah. did you move from Norway to um, San Francisco? I came to San Francisco uh, as a student in 1970, and I was here for one year. And then I, I thought I was done with the American experience, and so I went back home to Norway, and I, I suffered through three long, dark, bitter, cold winters, and <laughs> San Francisco felt so much better, and so I was able to come back in 1975 for good. Okay, so 10 years after that, you'd been in San Francisco, and what inspired you to seek out a little brother to mentor? I... Um, my older brother, five years older than me, he left home early. So I didn't have a, a sibling. I didn't, well, I mean, I had him, but, but he was basically gone when, when, uh, when I was 10 years old. And so I kind of felt like I wanted to be a, an older brother to, to somebody and uh, mm -hmm. learned about Big Brothers Big Sisters and thought, well, that could be the way to go. And so I contacted them and that's the beginning of the story. You know, my father was an alcoholic, and, and so my parents divorced when I was a baby. And although I had two, I had two stepfathers, but this was a stage of 
my life where my mom thought that uh, a positive male role model could be really good uh, in my life. And so it's like a, it's a matching program. Like you said, you're trying to find a perfect match. And so for me, I know at that age, I was really into, I'm still, I'm still all the same things uh, into watching and playing sports, music, love movies. By the way, 1985, the year we, we met is also the year that my favorite movie of all time came out back to the future. Coincidence? Maybe not. Ah. Do you remember the things that you put on your application? What did you put as your interests? Everything that you just mentioned. Music, movies, <laughs> fun, concerts, sports, you know, things like that, which is, of course, part of the story because in, in the interview process, uh, ultimately they came, came up with a question that I hadn't expected, and he said, let's talk about religion. You know, mm-hmm. what, what, what religion would you prefer the kid is or has or 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 not you know and i and i you know i'm not a religious person so i hadn't really expected that question and but i finally said you know what i i just come off a pretty bad uh, business relationship with a jewish man so i i guess i would prefer that the kid is not jewish other than that it's fine (laughs) other than that (laughs) yeah so so you know a, a week went by or something and and he called me up and he says we got some good news and some bad news and I said, yep. okay, what's the good news? He says, well, we found the perfect kid for you. He, ma- he matches everything that you like to do. I said, so what could possibly be wrong? And he said, he's Jewish. <laughs> <laughs> Aren't Jewish kid. And what I had, I, I, I remember going kind of silent on the phone. And then I said, you know what? This is This is weird. Let me call you back. I need to think about this. And so I, yeah. I, I hung up the phone, and I thought, you know, if, if this is a perfect match, and am I so prejudiced that I, that I can't deal with it because it's Jewish? That's, that's my problem, if, I, if I'm that prejudiced. So I called hmm. him back. I, I said, let's, let's, give it a th- let's give it a go. Here we are 35 years later. On, on our side also, there was the question of you being gay. Especially in 1985, the thought runs through your mind, like, what's your motivation? as a gay man, for wanting to be a big brother? Well, you know, part of the process was um, I said, I made it very clear in the in the interview, or before I was matched with you, I said, you know, I need you to, I need you to know that I'm a gay man. If that uh, disqualifies me, then, then let's stop the process right now. Yeah, the mother needs to know, and she needs to accept and approve of that. Right. And he says, of course, of course she's going to know. They told your mom. And she said, yeah. so. Uh, and let's talk about Dion. Cause that's an amazing thing, Chris, is, um, is you, you got more than you bargained for. <laughs> you, you became my big brother. And, and then along the way, my best friend, Dion, um, was in a similar situation, probably more extreme than me. Um, he didn't have a father and, and really was, I think, seeking a, a male role model, too. What was kind of going through your head when, and I don't remember exactly that it happened very organically where he just started hanging out with us. What happened? That's exactly what happened. He, he, um, he had had a big brother who moved, moved away from San Francisco. Mm. And okay. so Dion was kind of drifting and then he uh, learned about you and I, and uh, he started going to ball games. Uh, actually, no, he started going to like Christmas parties and and various events like that. And then mm-hmm. a very very touching thing happened. 
uh, at one of these events. Um, he he pulled at my jacket and looked up looked up at me and said, "Can I ask you a question?" I said, "Sure." Said, can you be my big brother too? Oh. Can, I, can, you have, can you have two? And I said, "Gee, I don't know. I'll, I'll call I'll call the office." And yeah. he said, "Yeah, no reason why you couldn't have two. So I was uh, officially matched with both of you. Oh, you know what? I didn't know that. That's so great. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's how I got. That's how we got tickets. Three tickets to ball games and three tickets <laughs> to this and that and the other. Because I, I I couldn't do that if I if he weren't uh, uh, officially matched. That's wonderful. There's a uh, there's a picture that I'm going to post on you know the do this field better social media pages of the three of us. I mean, you know the picture. It's the one that, that Bowl for Kids Sake is the signature yes. event for Big Brothers Big Sisters. Yeah. And there's this great I have picture. Here. I have it right here. I have it right here. There were some tradi- Right. And so there were some traditions along the way. Bowl for Kids Sake was a thing we always did. And we loved bowling. Um, we used to bowl at the old uh, Japantown Bowl. That's where they held Bowl for Kids Sake. Not there anymore. Yep. And um, and we used to go to another place that's not around is the old, um, it wasn't called Rock and Bowl, Park Bowl. Uh, which was, remember that, uh, right next to Golden Gate Park at Frederick and Stanion? It's now uh, yeah. Amoeba, I think. Right, that is correct. And then so we used to go to Benihana. And that was what I was going to mention next. Right across the street from um, from Japantown Bowl was and still is Benihana. And do you remember how that became a tradition? Uh, I wanted to take you out to dinner on your birthday. Yep. And then you you. And I asked you if you had a favorite place you wanted to go, and I think you were the one who came up with Benihana. And <laughs> and we went, and there were two things, two highlights in addition to the, the, the uh, food. When they learned that it was your birthday, the whole crew would come over and uh, surround the table and sing the happy birthday song, <laughs> and and they would take a Polaroid photo. Yes. <laughs> and Polaroids. Then, and then what happened, we, we, we went... On at least a couple of occasions, that was not your birthday, and Dion came along, and he lied. He told them that he, it was his birthday because he wanted to be sung to as well. <laughs> Why wouldn't you? <laughs> oh, it was so much fun. And then, of course, they, they did that, the whole hibachi. They cooked the dinner in front of you. And we we went every birthday for, I don't know, who knows how many years. And then, of course, I moved away for um, college and um, and then, you know, came back to San Francisco in 96, 97. But other than that, have been away since. But every single time we've come back into town, we always go to Benihana. Yeah, and you me- you mentioned you went away to school. You know, I've been to most major life events of yours. Um, high school graduation, uh, college graduation, uh, your bar mitzvah, your wedding, your 40th birthday. Yeah, mom's wedding, all of those. I know, and, uh, and I, it's so uh, it's so meaningful to me that you have done that. And I I wonder sometimes, you know, how I would imagine that it's pretty unique in Big Brothers Big Sisters circles, even as successful as the program is, and how many great relationships it's created. <laughs> this is a pretty long and, and substantial one. So when I was uh, 15, I got an internship at a radio station. It was the first station I ever worked for called X100. And I got, and I, and I learned very early on about all the free perks you get when you work radio. And 
one of the perks is concert tickets. And at that time, Fine Young Cannibals um, had, they were really big. They had those two big songs, uh, She Drives Me Crazy and Good Thing. They were playing a show that summer at the probably Shoreline Amphitheater and maybe Copper Pavilion, but I think Shoreline. And so I asked you if you had a free pair of tickets and I said, do you want to go? And I, I even remember vividly enough that it was on a Friday night. And I know that yep. because the reason that I had to call you and say that we couldn't go was because I had the SAT the next morning, right? Yep. Exactly. Right. Um, and so I was really bummed. I had to call you and tell you that it was off and, and that was it. But, um, but I made up for it a few months later. Did I not? Yes, you did. Well, you know, there's a little, little more to the story. And that was when you called me up just to tell me that you had the tickets, uh, to a show, the first one. <laughs> yeah. I said, so who are we seeing? And you said, oh, they're, they're really great. They're very popular. I said, so who are we seeing? And you said, fine young cannibals. And I went, huh? <laughs> right, have you never heard of them? I could imagine how that sounds pretty weird to someone who hadn't heard of the band, even someone who had heard of the band. And then, then a few months later, uh, I think it was a couple months later or something, you called me again and said, I have t two tickets now to a different uh, show. And I said, who are we seeing this time? He sa you said, they're really great. I said, who are we seeing this time, expecting to be told something like fine young cannibals? And you said, the Rolling Stones. Oh, and I went, what? Are you serious? <laughs> um, so the Rolling Stones, now, this was 1989 Steel Wheels Tour, right? Um, and it was right after the earthquake. It's funny that you should mention the earthquake, because I remember that when we were in the, the, the stands, in the middle of that concert um, with the Stones, it was so loud and people were stomping their feet and that whole flipping stadium was mm. shaking. And I mm -hmm. thought, God, if there's another earthquake, we won't even know it. That's <laughs> <laughs> so true. So yeah, we had uh, we had some pretty incredible times. You know, let's talk about Big Brothers Big Sisters for a second. And for uh, someone that, you know, has maybe thought about um, why would this be something that uh, I either something that I want to do as a mentor, as a as a big, as an adult, or um, something where my kid might be uh, someone that could benefit from something like this? Uh, what would you say to them? Well, it works both ways. You know, it, it's been a, a lifelong, um, what should I say, growth opportunity, uh, uh, learning about myself learning what uh, what I like to do it's it's it 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 it's not just the the kid the the little brother or little sister who benefits it's also the big brother or big sister yeah. who yeah. Uh, who uh, who learns from the process it's sort of in in some ways it's sort of like parenting but not uh not quite but it, it it's similar cuz you get to drop them off <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. One of the things that they ta t uh, taught us or told us in, in, the, in the matching process was the kids are usually from broken homes or they uh, have been um, hurt in some way or another. And they may not be very good at saying thank you no matter how, how much you try. And, and can you handle that? And I said, oh, sure, I can handle that. I'm not worried about that. Well, in the early goings between you and I, I would take you to a ball game or take you to something, 
and I would drive you home. You would jump out of the car, sm- slam the door, and go inside the house. And you never said thank you. <laughs> and I thought, and I thought, I try so hard to to please this kid, and he can't mm. even say thank you. And and then yeah. I thought, oh, okay, now it's coming back to me. I didn't think that was important to me, but I guess it is. It, it is important to me. And then, then something very, very touching happened. At some point, I said, "He's going to have to call me. I, I, I can't try keep trying like this." So you called me on the phone after a few weeks, and you said, "There's something I want to tell you." And I said, "Okay, what is it?" You said, "I'm really glad that you're my big brother." Oh. I, I choke up even today, thinking about yeah. it, and I thought, "Okay, good." <laughs> you know, um, I know that my, um, you know, you told the story earlier about how quiet I was and how I didn't say anything, yeah. and including thank you, obviously. <laughs> um, when I when I first met you, I was so shy, and my mom used to say that all the time about me too. Like she would sometimes really get on me when we'd walk around. Um, and see people that we know, or we might be at temple and see people we know. And I just, I, I would be afraid to shake their hand and I would be looking down, like staring at the floor, afraid to make eye contact. And she'd really get on me about it. And I would imagine for you and her, you know, <laughs> to, to now see a kid like that become someone who um, ended up talking for a living, you know, getting in front of crowds and probably was quite shocking, but there's no doubt that uh, your influence had a lot to do with that. Well, you know, let's go back to that 13-year-old. Uh, um, you had been in the matching process, I believe, for about six months, and they mm. had not found the right match for you, the right big brother for you, until I came along. And mm-hmm. there there had been several attempts, and they somehow didn't work out. So when you and I walked in that park, Christopher uh, uh, Playground, Park, mm-hmm. and I couldn't get you to say a thing, and then finally I said, "So, so tell me, how do you feel about me being your big brother?" And you looked at me and you said, "I've been waiting a long time. You know, I thought there was something wrong with me." <laughs> I said that. Yep. Oh man. <laughs> I guess you, I guess you stopped talking then. I looked at you. Well, you broke my heart. I thought, "Wow, I'm not." Anyway, here we are, 35 years later. That's exactly what you said. Well, you couldn't back out at that point. I had you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, I'm so glad that we spent some time reliving the memories and talking about this. This has been a a treat for me. For me, too. Good, good. And I do hope also that uh, maybe some of the listeners of the podcast take the opportunity you know whether or not if you if you think maybe you want to be involved with Big Brothers Big Sisters that's cool but you know they also take money <laughs> and, and it helps them run all their programs and stuff so you could just donate to them too they are you know big, they've actually been around since 1904 they're the the, the largest evidence based mentorship program um, in the United States and they've done some pretty incredible work so. Um, I'm very happy to, to put out a good word for them so you look more into it. Their website is uh, bbbs.org. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode, and I encourage you to listen to the other nine previous episodes of Do This Feel Better. You can subscribe on Apple Podcasts to get every episode first. 
or listen on your favorite platform, including Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Amazon Music. Just say, Alexa, play the Do This Feel Better podcast. I'm Jay Nacklis. Talk to you again next week. Do this, feel better, do this, feel better.